What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. It's been a couple days. I apologize. I know we're we're supposed to be more frequent. I mean, we don't have a regular schedule. We've established the fact that uh, this podcast come about out as regularly as my bowel movements. My God, was that a sloppy start? Whatever, everybody. Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. It's uh nice to be with you. We do have quite a few news topics to discuss, starting with. Fauci's back. I don't know about you guys, but I refuse to listen until he explains where he went for two weeks. The guy just disappears. He got years of listening to the scientists. If you're not listening to the scientists, everyone's going to die. And then the chief scientist, he just leaves in the middle of a pandemic. Well, it's not the middle. It's hard to know when the middle of this thing's going to be because they just kind of keep stretching it out. You still, you keep thinking you're at the last season. You keep thinking you're at the end of the thing. And then all of a sudden, Philadelphia goes, we're, we're putting those masks on, boys. We don't care if the masks have never worked. We got to do everything we can to try and prevent it. So even if it's completely proven, we're done with listening to the science as much as we are paying tribute to the things that have never worked. Also, while we're on the topic, will scientists explain how Bob Saget's head exploded on uh, on a wall that was just padded? They finally put a picture in the room where they're saying he hit his head. There was nothing to hit his head onto. I mean, if you got scientists, they evaluated a cranium. They go, hey, this head exploded because he clearly hit his head on something before he went to bed. And it was the bedpost. How, do, how, do you, how does that happen with, without any bedposts? <laughs> and then lastly, I want to know why Biden's coming for our sponsors. I want to know. I want to know why Biden's up in, or is he trying to make me look bad, doing even better ad reads than I can do, where he goes, are you sick of having to actually go to a store and you got to wait in line and then you got to do paperwork and you got to get with the state and then you got to do all that just to get a, a Get yourself a, a catapult. I meant not a catapult, a gun. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at how easy this. I, I, my fingers. I got, I got arthritis, and I can barely read directions. And even I could assemble something that I got on the Gap Armory, Gap GapArmory.com. But you can't go there anymore because they're having a closing out sale. Cause it's the last chance. Cause we don't want people. Being able to do things that are free or great. I'm back up. Okay. Sorry. What was I talking about? Right. Guns. The, the, the ones that you can just get on websites that are sponsoring the podcast. GapArmory.com. It's probably the last opportunity you'll ever have. I don't even know if I can still plug them. So I wasn't actually plugging. Actually, they're not even a sponsor anymore. And you know what? I'm offended by the fact that you would try and insinuate the fact that I was paid for this because I wasn't paid for this. No one gave me money to plug GapArmory.com while it was still a viable website, while it was still on the internet. Because how, you know, the whole thing about like you're, uh, you're violating the ignorance of the law. Like, how are you supposed to, how, there's so many laws out there. No, no one knocks on your door and goes, hey, I just want to let you know that something that you were able to do last week, you can't do this week. And I just want to give you the heads up, right? No one's walking around and going, hey, I know other bellhops are up there opening up doors to this government building, but you shouldn't be walking around in there. How someone come on and defend this concept of ignorance of the law? Like we don't have classes. What are we going to spend? Ten? That's why people become lawyers so that they can actually learn the law. It's not that easy to become a lawyer. You got to go to four years of law school if you're dumb. If you're smart, I think you get it done in three. But some dumb people out there probably take some four years or more, and then all of a sudden, us regular people, they just go that you're responsible for this stuff even if you don't know about it. How's that going to make any sense? Your Honor, I rest my case. But fans of the show, seriously, go to GapArmory.com. They might not even have the ghost stuff up on there anymore, but they got all sorts of other supplies that you can still purchase for yourself, including magazine clips, including uh, they got vests that you can, I think you can turn them into bulletproof vests. They got scopes. 
Come on, people. Support the cool sponsors. And, of course, Sheath, you'll create them. All right, let's get into some stuff. Oh, shit. Too many promotions. That's what happens. You go too many days without uh, without doing a show. Uh, I got some gigs. Easiest place to find the gigs, RobbieTheFire.Eventbrite.com. Reno, uh, bring your own chairs because I still haven't reserved them. I have to take care of that. You know, Dave thinks everything's taken care of because I'm over here going, oh, yeah, you just show up. But I don't have chairs yet. But we're in negotiations. Man, these Reno chair negotiators, I mean, they're tough. I'm taking Zoom calls. I'm showing up with briefcases. I'm putting on my suit and tie. And these people are playing hardballs. They're telling me there's no chairs in the whole state of Nevada. They're playing hard to get. They're like, you want chairs, you're going to have to pay premium top dollars. The chair market's not like it was a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, this was a chair seller market. Anyone looking for chairs, you could just get them off the street. It was no big deal. But that was before Biden came in, decided to go to war with Ukraine without going to war with Ukraine, but pushing Russia into a war with Ukraine and then sending over all sorts of military gear, trying to bankrupt Ukraine. I mean, Russia it doesn't care how many deaths come, doesn't care how much food we run out of, just pushing and pushing and pushing that Putin to the point where he goes, that's it, you can't push me no more, and then sending military equipment over there and just pretending like, hey, this thing's not going to escalate and it's a good idea. Anyways, I was just trying to promote my gigs, and then we got too excited. RobbieTheFire.Eventbrite.com. Uh, we've got Reno with Dave Smith. There will be chairs there. I, it's the Rob Bernstein Chair Guarantee. Now I, I really better sign some papers today. Uh and then porch tour dates. I got more coming, but I already got some exciting ones in the work. First one is in Florida, uh, Lady Lake. I don't know where that is. I think if like you're in the Tampa area, this one's going to be close to you. It's going to be with the Tower Gang pod out of Top Lobster's Ranch. Uh, Clint's going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be doing stand-up. We're going to be doing a live podcast. There's going to be arts and crafts, all sorts of fun shit going on. And then out in California, I've never played Los Angeles. Show the fuck up for Los Angeles. It's going to be myself doing stand-up, Brian uh, from... Uh, uh, Lions of Liberty is going to be doing a couple minutes of stand-up, uh, and then we're going to be doing a live podcast, and then I think Steven, our resident non-scientist, will be at that one. All right, and then just quickly plug in the last two events, New Jersey Medical Freedom, uh, Liberty. These are libertarian events uh, being thrown, I believe, by the LP, uh, and then the Eventbrite link on the bottom is April 24th in Boston, which is the uh, Massachusetts State Convention for the LP. I am going to be at both of those, so show the hell up, have a beer, let's have some fun. Oh my God, look at this. This video is already unavailable from this morning. Oh man, that's incredible. Wow. All right. So here, I'll loop you guys in. You had this uh, shooter uh, on the subway the other day. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever like sat down because you're just sitting on an overcrowded subway and you're like, how can I shoot these people and get away with it? Have you ever like been in a bank and started like thinking just for sport in your head? If I wanted to rob this thing, how could I rob this? And then you play through. You start just scheming. You're like, well, how would I get the money out of the building? Where would the cars be? You know, it's like kind of watching a movie in your own head of some fantasy of something that you would never do because you're just sitting there bored. Well, this guy had a pretty good one because everyone's wearing masks now. Oh, and can I just say, I know that this is uh, ADD. So I was watching this guy's videos uh, because you want to know, well, what's this guy all about? Because it seemed like I was reading the New York times article. They're being a little mischievous about it. They don't want to tell you that the fellow was an African-American. They don't want to tell you what he was all about. Now I'm not saying that the fact that one crazy lunatic does anything is indicative of anything else. I'm just curious to know what the guy's all about. And so this is the first actual YouTube shooter that we've had where some dude has been ranting online you know, kind of doing something similar to this and then actually taking up arms, which you shouldn't do. You got to clarify. You got to be very careful these days to let people know you're anti-violent. Maybe we'll rename the podcast the Anti-Violence We Love Everybody Please Give Me a Hug podcast. The previously known Run Your Mouth Anti-Violent Podcast Anti-Defamation 
lover of everybody, preacher of equality, uh, give everyone except for kids hugs. You got to be even that you got to clarify. You can't just say give everyone hugs. All of a sudden people come along. You're like, are you advocating that adults should be given hugs? The guy said no such thing. You're, you're, you're twisting my words. I'm over here trying to come up with new names for this podcast that everyone goes, hey, this guy's doing exactly the right thing that uh, that you should be legally. How about the illegal immunity podcast? And then you can just make it all or the fine print pod. And the first five minutes of the podcast are just all disclaimer warnings. It's like a long. Maybe I'll get the Shedcast guys to do the disclaimer song. It'll just be an ongoing song with everything. Just clarifying. We want to let you know that we're anti-violence. We're pro uh, equality in which in whatever way your brain thinks, if that's equal opportunity, because the law just comes in with the non-aggression principle and then you just do your own thing. And that's what it meant by equal opportunity. Or if it means the government steps in and starts redistributing, we're, we're, we're going to leave things for interpretation because it's the legally identified podcast where it doesn't matter what, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, let's go back to, uh, so this guy, he's the first one and he's got all these videos. So people are going to check out his videos uh, and, uh, sadly it's a working strategy and, but a really big fall off first video, hundred thousand people barely made it through that one. And I feel bad for you guys. All right. This was the point I've been trying to make for 10 minutes, write a manifesto, you know, difficult. If you were trying to come to this podcast to see what I was all about, you'd be going all over the place. You'd be this video. He's talking about sandwiches. This video, he's talking about legally identifying himself. This one, he's talking about ending the fed. There'd be no coherence whatsoever. So if you're going to go out and you got a message you want to share, and so you're going to take a violence. That's the wrong way to share a message, but we're legally identified because of the song that we're going to be putting in the beginning of a future episode so you know that everything that we're saying is not a call for violence. We're not into violence, right? But if you're going to go do violence, at least just write a manifesto. Maybe get an editor. Like, I once read the Unabomber's manifesto. It's an interesting read. I don't agree with the guy, but I read it because he put it in writing so that there'd be one thing that you could read and you can know what his point of view is. But when your shit's, like, just scattered, Amongst 40 YouTube videos, it's hard to be like, well, what, what, what's this guy standing for? Uh, and hopefully this leads to maybe like a mask. Wouldn't that be a fun 180 when they're like wearing masks are dangerous because we can't identify criminals. And how is it that whenever there's an interesting crime, the cameras aren't working? Uh, Epstein kills himself. Oh, yeah, that camera that was pointing right at its cell. I don't know what happened. It, uh, it, it, it uh, shut off, shut off on its own. Aliens were flying overhead at the exact time of when this thing was happening and our security guards were asleep. Little do you know, we've got no visual evidence of this guy killing himself or whatever happened with that other Epstein associate. The guy who was wearing that Sahal shirt. I think he just died. I don't think they claimed that he was uh, killed. I don't even know if he was in jail when it happened. This is why you should do a little bit more research before you just start running your mouth. Uh, and then this one, you know, the guy's shooting up a subway car and it's gone. And now apparently the YouTube videos are gone. And what was fun about these YouTube videos was you got to read all the comments. There were some fun comments, including this one, uh, which I saw, which I will read to you guys, because now you can't go. I was hoping that I was going to give you guys something fun that you were going to be able to do for your entire day, which was go watch this guy's videos and read his YouTube comments. Uh, so this one was the second comment on his first video. It's from, I don't need to read the guy's name, but he said, this is clearly a man in a state of psychosis, just browsing through his videos after hearing that he had a channel. He frantically moves on from one topic or idea to the next in an incoherent and frantic way. It's a goddamn shame what happened in New York today. This man is detached from reality. And, uh, and if no one dies, thank God. Uh, and so 
I just like to point out, first and foremost, the fact that you're jumping between. That's not a call for violence. That doesn't mean that people are violent. If anything, it's proof of the fact that you don't have to fear these people because even if they go and do violence, they're too scatterbrains to get it done. I mean, this guy has bullets that don't work. He's got he's got uh, he's got clips that don't work. So if anything, you got to be afraid of other individuals who might actually be organized enough to pull off successful attack. People who are frantic, if they actually lose their minds, and I'm what I'm trying to say is the franticness is not a proof of violence because me, I'm never going violent. Not going to happen. Not me. Not this guy. I get all my energy out right here, yelling away the, within my living room. Uh, this is a weird one. All right. Uh, so this is the last quote that I want to read. Uh, I don't see him as no threat or nothing, Mr. Mr. Lopez said. I mean, I don't see him as capable as that. He can't move like that. Man, he wasn't fast. Now, the police have said, uh, have not said whether they believe that Mr. James was the gunman and did not call him a suspect. But the key to a U-Haul van he had rented was found among the gunmen's belonging at the scene of the shooting, the police said. What's your best conspiracy theory? Why are they trying to paint this man as a killer? He big old limpy over here. You think he actually pulled this thing off, managed to escape that subway with everybody else? Just dropped his gas mask, made a run for it amongst the, the crowd, amongst the screams, and then now he's off the hook. Um, all right, if anyone needs to hear this, just uh, make it clear. Don't go shoot up any subways. Don't go shoot anyone. Don't be violent. And whatever else you need to say to legally identify yourself as you explore the darker topics. All right, let's take a couple comments and then we're going to move on. What do we got? We got anyone here? Anyone hanging out with me? We got um, MPA or two year of community of Yo Become uh, Paralegal. I don't know what the fuck that means. Jacob Lindsay. What's up, Jacob Lindsay? Oh, I got to add Childerberg to the list. Childerberg was the funnest gig I did all of last year. It's a good time. You just get out in the woods. Uh, it's actually, well, it's not really the woods, but it's campgrounds. Get out on the campgrounds. I'm going to be doing some stand-up. Kyle's going to be there. We're going to be hanging out, and uh, hopefully we're going to have a fun little ceremony. Is it dishonorable for a Jew to become a paralegal instead of a lawyer? You either go all the way or not at all. I agree with MPA on this. It would be a shame to my family. Um, the New Zealand guy streamed his crime. All right, let's, uh, let's continue. So I had teased this earlier in the week. I don't even remember what the hell I wanted to say about it. Uh, but this was a video of a uh, congressman, I believe, grilling the lawyer uh, for maybe the White House or something along those lines. But they're talking about possible policies that would imply that government would cover gender reassignment surgery uh, for kids. And that uh, potentially if a parent was not into their child getting gender reassignment surgery, uh, perhaps government could take that kid from that parent. Uh, and you know, engage in the surgery, but you know, you, you don't have to hear my spin. You don't have to hear my lunacy. Let, let's hear uh, the conversation and then we'll break it down. Office of, um, population affairs. Um, it says in here, and I quote, gender affirming care encompasses many facets of healthcare needs and support. It has been shown to increase positive outcomes for transgender and non-binary children. Mr. Secretary, what is a transgender child? A, a child in America is a child in America, and I hope you and I can love that child just as much as we can. Can you define what a transgender child is? A, a, that's a child in America, and it's an American citizen child who needs the services and love just the way any other child does. Mr. Secretary, do you believe... So we're kind of off to a good start of nonsense, which uh, I don't really understand. If you have an opinion and you think that your opinion is right, why not share your opinion? Why would you be so afraid of... Uh, explaining or sharing your point of view if what you think is so moral and good. Doesn't the very nature of the fact 
that you won't answer straight questions and just state what your opinion is, some would imply the fact that you at least at a minimum know that your point of view is controversial. But if that's the case, then you should try and sell it and maybe make it things that people vote on, not something that you're just going to enforce on people. And they got to remove that. Uh, we just think that every child should be. No, who's here saying children shouldn't be loved? We think every single child should be loved and they should get hugs and kisses because here at the Biden department, we it's la la land and there's never unintended consequences to government policies. So we're just trying to show you our vision where everything's wonderful. Let's continue. Believe that a child is capable of making life altering de uh, decisions to maim themselves. So let me let me just say to you that I don't agree with your premise, but what I will say to you is children know much about themselves and with the help of their. Do you believe that children are capable of making the decision to self mutilate? Again, I don't necessarily accept the premise. Well, of Mr. Your Secretary, question. I mean, you have gender affirming care for young people, so this is something that you I don't agree. Gender affirming care to mutilation. So if that's where you're going, then you're not going to get the answer you want. So, um, Mr. Mr. Secretary here, can you. Um... I will say it would have been better if maybe she just asked the question of, well, do you believe that government should pay for gender reaffirming care, which includes switching someone's gender in a permanent way? You don't have to define it as mutilation for like, that's fine. You don't want to call it mutilation. That's fine. I also like fine. You don't call it mutilation, but. Do you agree that government should pay for uh, kids to be able to, I mean, you and I, as libertarians, we can have a conversation about whether or not government should be sponsoring anything in healthcare whatsoever. But this one gets a little bit creepier because it could be like, I, I, it could be something that a parent doesn't even want. And so then the government would be performing for the child. Uh, and I also question what research you could possibly have that like at what age are kids? I mean, if we say 18 is the age by which you can vote. So at what age do we like have we established that you're able to make a decision for yourself about what your gender is and what science do we have to say that someone can with absolute certainty have made that self-evaluation? And now it could be that we make a future discovery that seven year olds with 100 percent accuracy can actually make that statement about themselves, but what research currently exists that you've established that? All right, let's continue. Can you tell me if there have been mastectomies, um, uh, uh, mastectomies, penectomies, or hysterectomies on children? Well, I, I, and have taxpayers funded that? So I, I could probably use the help of my wife, who's an OBGYN, who could talk for it, or maybe Dr. Burgess could, could help us out here. Or gender-affirming care to be included in that. I'm sorry, pose the question one more time, please. In this gender affirming care, Mr. Secretary, have there been tax dollars put forward to fund mastectomies, penectomies, and hysterectomies for sex reassignment purposes for minors with gender dysphoria? So Americans are entitled to receive healthcare services. If they are entitled to receive any of the services that you just mentioned, then it would be against the law for us to try to deny them that care. So Isn't that quite a spin? So in other words, all medicine should be socialized, right? Any Anything that you have, any medical need that you need should be socialized. And so if this is, and since I define this as a healthcare need, 
it would then be against the law for us not to cover this expense. It's quite the spin. So for the record, you favor HHS's funding being able for, to, for sex reassignment for surgeries on minors. I will do everything I can to defend any American, including children, whether or not they fit the categories you have mentioned or not. And if they talk about gender affirming care, I am there to protect the rights of any American. Mr. Secretary, I want to turn to you. Do you understand? We've now categorized that every single American has a right to gender reaffirming care. It's not even a right to health care. You have a right to gender reaffirming care. And so now it's government's role to defend your natural right to have other people sponsor your gender reaffirming care, even if you're a minor. And I would once again posit the question of what evidence do you have that minors can make this decision for themselves uh, and with what level of accuracy. And maybe you have that evidence, in which case this would be a more interesting conversation. But then uh, if anyone's listening to this or you know someone who wants to come on and explain this to us, I'm, I'm willing to hear them out. To a different document, your office released um, uh, this uh, gender affirming care is trauma informed care. In this document, you clearly state that gender affirming care includes puberty blockers hormones and surgeries for minor children you go on to assure the parent to assure parents that there is no scientifically sound reason to doubt hormones and surgeries are helpful to minor children you also discuss this in a isn't that also an interesting way to put it there's no scientific reason to doubt well you're initiating a change here i think for most of human history we didn't go around giving these things to children and now you're saying that there's no reason to there's no evidence to say that it would be harmful, but what evidence do you have that it wouldn't be or that it's helped? Like you're initiating the change. In my opinion, when you initiate a change, you should have to have evidence that the change is for the better. Uh, and we can all theoretically think of the consequences here, which is that you're going to encourage kids to make a permanent change to their bodies that they might regret at a future date. Now, if it, if it turns out to be true that that never happens, that seven-year-olds with 100% accuracy can make a determination of the fact that they want to be another gender, then then, then maybe you got a claim here. But how do you possibly have that evidence? And then how do you go, well, we don't have any, we don't have any proof of the fact that uh, anyone would regret it. We don't have any proof of the fact, like, that can't be true. That can't be true that there's zero people that have ever done this that have not regretted it, or it just means that it, the, like we haven't been doing this for long enough that you wouldn't know the information, but it's like, how do you, you're, you're putting the burden of proof on individuals to say that, uh, that not initiating hormone therapy for minors, uh, potentially against the will of their own adult, uh, of their own parents, which we're going to hear in a second, the burden of proof is on you to prove I, I, I get confused by this. So he's saying that the burden of proof would be on you to prove that this wouldn't be the government initiating this change of giving uh, resources to kids of self-affirming care, which is uh, hormone blockers or otherwise changing your gender, would not create any medical or mental problems down the road. I don't know. All right, let's continue. The document that the potential for removing children from their parents is on the table if they're not providing providing gender affirming care. Mr. Secretary, do you think that parents who believe in two genders only should have their children removed from them? Secretary, you, Mr. Secretary, you can answer or 
respond I, in writing. Her time is expired. I, I can respond very quickly. Okay. Congresswoman, I, I believe in supporting and protecting transgender youth. I believe that they, along with their parents and their uh, caregivers, will make the best decisions. And I would really urge that politicians like you stay out of their business. I would urge that children get to stay with their parents. No the one's time has expired. The committee Mr. Chairman, will... Is that, it, it, this is what's so odd, is that it is a natural progression to go, okay, so if you're of the mindset that it is a person's natural right to have government pay for gender reassignment surgery, and a child can, so then uh, in your point of view, right, would we take a child away from their parent because the parent was keeping them from doing something corrective? Like for, imagine if, I, I don't know, if, uh, uh, there was a child born with their arms attached to their torso and their legs were pasted together. And so they were stuck literally standing like a mummy at all times. And then the government said, we can pay and we can correct this. And your child would be 100% healthy and live a more and more life. And then the parents refused and said, nope, this is the way my child, like, well, then we might start having a conversation and go, that sounds abusive. This person is going to live a life where they are mummified because their legs and arms are attached to their torso. And we could easily correct this so that that person can live a normal life. Are we going to allow the person to just be tortured this is an interesting conversation. This is an interesting question. I would probably be on the side of, hey, maybe someone should step in and make that correction, right? So now if you view that uh, 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 gender care is on the same level of what I've just described of just being corrective and helpful in the same way of if someone's arms and legs were attached to where they, they were born in a mummified condition that could be easily corrected. So why wouldn't the government step in and correct that? And of course, the guy refuses to answer the question, which I don't understand. If you if you view your opinion as being moral, good, absolute, and that it's completely backed by science, why why wouldn't it just be straightforward and share that information, right? And then if you don't have the evidence to it and you don't feel good about this, why are you trying to sell it? Almost sounds like some demon creepy shit where you're trying to create a like what what is the agenda here? Like if you're not something like why would you want to do this to kids if you weren't absolute about it? You see what I'm saying? Like, if you were absolute about it, then explain to us why you're absolute about it. Feel good about it and, and explain it. And if it's not something that you're absolute about, then what is the agenda here? Why is this something that you would push? And like, it, I don't know. There's something missing from the conversation. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. If uh, you can explain to me what I'm listening, I'd love to hear you guys out. And now let's turn our uh, let's change topics to. Uh, Putin, you know, still trying to push this war with Russia, trying to get out there with Ukraine. Uh, so let's give this a quick listen because we keep escalating. It went from, yes, he's guilty of war crimes. Uh, I mean, that's my personal opinion. I'm not speaking as a person of authority. I'm just stating, you know, what I think. It, I, it, it, it's amazing to be the president. Hey, man, I'm in charge. I want to make the best decisions, the most important decisions. But I'm also just going to speak my opinion. And when I speak my opinion, that's got nothing to do with policy. So let's give this a listen. This is uh, Biden talking about uh, Putin and saying that what's going on is genocide. Here we go. Yes, I call this genocide. It has become clearer and clearer that Putin is just trying to wipe out the idea of being in Ukraine. And uh, the, amount, the evidence is mounting. Different than there was last week, the more evidence is coming out of the literally a horrible thing that the Russians have done in Ukraine. And we're going to only learn more and more about the devastation 
and uh, we'll let the lawyers decide internationally whether or not it qualifies. But it sure seems that way to me. Thank what did you hear? Thank you guys. Let's go, guys. We're Oh, I would love that job, by the way. Or at least, can someone get that lady on camera? The All right, guys, that's it, guys. We're going, guys. We're going, guys. Come on, come on, come on. The, the, the helicopter, it's already off the ground. If we don't get on that helicopter because we're going to miss our flight and because, you know, the, the, the thing's out of fuel and we got to get up there. Uh, it's like a cattle auction, but for shutting down the room. Anyone have a picture of what, who that lady is or what she looks like? The shutdown questions lady. Um, all right, so first is we've got Biden. And he's saying that what's going on out there is genocide. Then the latest is Pentagon's preparing to send more sophisticated weapons to Ukraine. We're going to arm them up with even more weapons. You've got, this is from Politico, Team Biden scrambles to respond to claims of Russian chemical weapon use. That tends to be our red line. Goes all the way back to Syria. If someone used chemical weapons, that's going to be the red line. Now they're out there saying, oh, we got to do an investigation to see whether or not chemical, chemical weapons were used. Uh, why would buy, why would Putin be using chemical weapons? Like why? Like, I, I mean, once again, I, I will continue to research this. I mean, is, is he not accomplishing what he needs to do by like shelling random shit? Like what, what, what escalation is won by chemical weapons? I can't imagine that that's a win for him. That, 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 that definitely escalates and would get other countries to potentially condemn him. So I can't imagine that Putin would be uh, ramping this up into a chemical weapons thing. I can't imagine the American government pretending like chemical weapons were used to then go, oh, now we really got to step in. I'm not saying that that is what's happening. But when you look at the investigation they did of the Wuhan lab, like what scientists are we sending to investigate these chemical weapons to go, oh, yeah, yeah, they were used. Wait, what kind of weapons do you want us to say were used? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones were used. All right. And then in also just showing how the thing is uh, escalating, we got Boris Johnson made a secret meeting. And this was a weird secret meeting because you can go watch. There's footage of Boris Johnson just walking around with Zelensky in uh, Kiev. Uh, and I, I guess Kiev is that level of safer. I mean, the Russians, they must coordinate with the Russians to go, hey, Boris Johnson's secretly going to be here. So don't be bombing the area. And I don't think they're buying bombing or I think they've pulled back from uh, Kiev. But it, it is a little bit strange. There's not a lot of security. I would be surprised if in England, if you were able to get this close to Boris Johnson and he's just walking around, uh, shaking hands of random people on street corners, promising like that. That also seems like an escalation. So Boris Johnson's there promising even more support to the Ukrainian people. Uh, I mean, I could de-escalate this Ukraine thing in 10 minutes. It would take me 10 minutes I could de-escalate this thing. You, you want to know how you do it? You go, all right, Putin, here's what we're doing. You, you take these areas in eastern Ukraine. Uh, we are going to uh, de-arm uh, Ukraine. Uh, you make a pledge that you're not going to be expanding your borders in any other capacity for the next 100 years. You get Russia... I mean, you get uh, China, India, and other people to sign on to some sort of a document that says that if Biden, I mean, if Putin in any capacity were to do anything else to showcase that he was expanding his borders, everyone would cut ties with him immediately or some sort of other severe repercussion so that you know that there's some way to enforce the fact that he's not going to do any other expansions. And then you go, hey, this isn't going to be NATO. We go, hey, let's de-escalate the thing, make sure that people have food, get back to collaborative trade. I uh, I don't know. You do, you do some other slap on the wrist type thing to go, hey, quit bombing other people or you just walk back those news stories. I mean, we're good at propaganda. So if you want to have propaganda for just like, you know, free trade, de-escalating death in terms of the propaganda that is done, 
uh, and the things that they sell us on, I would think the one of, hey, not escalating towards nuclear war uh, and getting back to an environment where people are collaborative and that there's enough food for the world next year, you might go, okay, you just, you walk back some of the war criminal claims, which we're going to find out to what extent those were true or not. I'm just saying you could still deescalate here. Hey, we're going to give you some of what you want. You're going to give us what we want. And uh, let's get back to not being at war and let's create an environment where every country is winning by trading. And so people don't want to be doing this stuff because people are going to starve and more people are going to die. But instead, it seems like for some reason we want to try and alienate Russia, bleed them dry, send weapons and resources over there to keep this ongoing war, uh, which is going to cost more Ukrainian lives, probably lead to more food shortages. And then we're going to, you know, keep escalating this. Well, you know, he's involved in a genocide, so we have to stand by our hard lines. And all right, fine. If he's involved in a genocide, what do we call what's going on in Shanghai right now? Where's the coverage of that? What's going on there? People being starved? We're going to condemn China as well. I mean, what else is going on in all of these other countries? And like, it's so much is just dictated by the coverage and where they can focus our attention. Uh, And I think that there's probably just better ways to combat evil, the evil that exists in the world. And it's through free trade and creating more economic opportunities across the board. That's why me for government. There you go. How was that for the ending of a uh, political speech? All right. This was an interesting lawyer for January 6th defendant argues Trump abused his position to authorize this assault. So here's a fun argument. It's the first one coming. Guys like, listen, you know, Trump authorized it. He's up there. He's the president. Uh, My client was just listening to the president. And so he thought he was uh, following orders. Uh, You know, he thought he was a noble person following orders from the president to try and restore our country back to being a democracy. And so he came in with the uh, following quotes. Here we go. Oh, this was funny. So, and he wanted to issue subpoenas calling Trump and former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani as witnesses, which I think that's actually kind of fair. It's kind of fair to go, hey, you might be throwing my client into jail. I think it is relevant to know it's relevant that I should be able to cross-examine both Trump and Giuliani in their statements that they made regarding the day and whether or not they were giving my client permission. Like, but obviously, like, I don't know how that works with calling very important people uh, to the stand and going that this is this is relevant. I just thought that was funny that he subpoenaed them, uh, subpoenaed. And then, of course, the judge was like, yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Uh, Shemansky cited two statements made during Stop the Steel rally held before the Capitol riot. When Trump told the crowd, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. And when Giuliani said they should engage in trial by combat. While a judge denied the subpoena request, they did rule that jurors could listen to audio of the speeches Trump and Giuliani delivered at the rally. And then, so he's there, there's a lawyer, and he's going, listen, my client, you know, he was just listening to the president who said that the country is being taken away from him. And I don't think Donald Trump at any point in time said, hey, and let's go storm the Capitol. I don't believe he said that. But, you know, he was listening to the speech. He got all fired up. He's listening to all his stuff online. He's listening about the country being stolen. And then he's seeing all these people pour into the building. And he's thinking, this is my destiny. I'm going to defend America. But then the prosecutors accused Thomas of stealing two bottles of liquor and a coat rack, which that just sounds like the guy's party. I mean, how are you going to restore democracy with a coat rack? I understand the liquor. You're like, hey, we're, we're going to need some energy. We might be here for a while. We need it. We need our gusto. We're fighting off these guards. We're taking over this Capitol building. But what what, 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 what do you think? You're, you think you're just making out of the Capitol building with a coat rack? Like, is that some part of the QAnon fantasy? That as long as people, if Donald Trump's got a proper coat rack for his coat, then he'll actually be able to ward off all the pedophiles 
who are taking over Washington and doing creepy shit to our kids. I mean, and by the way, you want to talk about the, the, the demonic pedophiles doing creepy shit to our kids might be a poetic way to define what they're trying to implement uh, without scientific backing in terms of taking kids away from their parents and making, you know, permanent changes to their bodies. I mean, doesn't that sound like some creepy shit? And once again, I'm not absolute on this. I'm just wondering what science do you guys have? I mean, you guys are all the, hey, you got to follow the science. So what science do you guys have that five, six, seven, eight, or nine-year-olds uh, can make 100% accurate determinations about their gender? And if you do have that, just share it with us. I'm curious to know. All right. What else do I have here? Oh, all right. We got two last stories, which is sometimes you don't quite have a full comprehension of how dumb other people are. You go about your life moderately informed and you think, hey, maybe if I just explain to other individuals how the Fed works, maybe if I just explain to them this thing called inflation, if I explain to them that government spending really just powers uh, empowers the elites because they have better access to the government. If I explain to people, hey, I know you're so afraid of corporations, but really in a free market, corporations, the only way they make money is if they're giving you something of value. And it's only when government comes in and introduces this negative power called force into the marketplace where all of a sudden corporations can make super money and they can be super powerful without actually providing value or having to compete. So the real issue here, it's government who comes in with that force element that then makes it that corporations can be really wealthy without actually giving you goods, values, and services. You can try and explain this to people and you're like, surely at some point in time, they must be able to comprehend that government's lying to them and they're not actually there to help but you forget how stupid people are. And so here's a good example of just how dumb people are. This was from Yahoo News. FDA is looking into reports of Lucky Charms making people sick. And so here's a quote from the article. My son eats Lucky Charms a few times a week for breakfast. Reads another report from New Jersey. He's been having stomach problems for about the last four months, missing school from vomiting and diarrhea. I mean, how fucking stupid do you have to be? Like, yeah, my kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been puking up rainbows I keep feeding them the, the lucky charms. That's right. Before I went to school, the yeah, fucking marshmallows, just blue rainbows are coming out of the kid's nose. But, you know, four years it took me. I didn't realize. Four years. I, I didn't realize. I don't know why I'm doing this accent. It's just what I envision this person sounds like. Like, firstly, why are you feeding your kid lucky charms for breakfast on a daily basis? That doesn't sound nutritionally sound. That sounds like a good way to have a diabetic who can't concentrate in school. I mean, I already couldn't concentrate in school, and I feel like my mom wasn't feeding me these sugar cereals. You're loading your kids up with Lucky Charms, and you think they're going to go to school and learn anything? And that's not going to happen. But then you got the kids clearly getting sick for Lucky Charms. It takes you four years before you realize, oh, the 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 the, the marshmallows he's been the colors he's been puking up. The uh, firstly, Lucky Charms doesn't even taste that good. I got a hot take here. I remember because I grew up kosher. And we weren't eating a lot of Lucky Charms. And you saw those commercials as a kid. And that was one of those things that when you first were experimenting with not eating kosher, that's one of the first things you go and get. Lucky Charms seems like it's the most, it's like the holy grail of things that you weren't allowed to eat as a kid. And you open up that Lucky Charms and you're you're excited and you're stoned. I was stoned, So it's like everything's there for it to be a magical experience. And then you eat that free. You're like, this doesn't even taste like marshmallows. It tastes like the fake colors that you put into the marshmallow. There's not enough marshmallows to food ratio. My God, Cheerios taste better than this thing. So you as an adult, not only do you not realize that even among sugar cereals, it's not even the tastiest of the sugar cereals. Your kid's puking it on a daily basis and you just keep feeding it every single morning and going, yeah, yeah, you got school today. You got to make sure you got all your energy. So make sure to eat these lucky charms. 
And then here's another example of just how stupid the people we're up against are. And th- th- this one's a problematic because, you know, she's yelling with the same gusto I yell at. She's cute, which also makes it confusing. I'll assume she's over the age of 18. She's cute. If she's not over the age of 18, I don't know what you're talking about. That's an ugly child. Uh, but if she's over the age of 18, she's cute, which makes it confusing because usually you hear cute chick and you're like, yeah, that's right. A hundred percent. I got your back on this. Yes. Print more money. All right. Let's give this a listen. Someone put this up on. Uh, I might do a whole episode soon on just libs from TikTok, which is a great account. I don't know where this came, one came across my feed, but let's give it a listen. Hey, so you know what I don't fucking understand? This is what I don't understand. See this? See this? See, see that? This. This is worth $50. This is worth $5. This is the exact same piece of fucking plastic. This is the same thing. We made up these arbitrary numbers. And then we said, we can't print more or else the it'll, it'll be worthless. How about just don't let it be worthless? How about just don't tell anybody or just like don't let it happen? We literally made this up. This is a construct. We made up. Just don't let it inflate. Just don't. Like people, I I get, I get inflate, but I don't. Like just don't let it. Fuck. You let this happen. You let this happen. How about you just let everything else happen too? Why don't you just let stuff not inflate? Like just deflate it. <laughs> and here's what's so great about that. I guess in this lady's mind, government's so evil that they choose to have the inflation. If it was, if we had a moral government, they would print all the money all the time and we would never, it's not that inflation's an unintended consequence. It's a structure of the system that government chooses to have the inflation. Government doesn't want to have free money. We could have free money. Money could be the freest thing you ever had. You could hand it to everybody all the time. They could go buy everything in the world. We could just give everybody all the free money and government could be in on this, but government's the evil ones here. And they're not the ones that want to spend money. They want to keep all of us in check and make sure that we can't just go consume the items that we want and that everything can't be free. They're the evil ones. They're actually the demonic power that keeps everyone from having what they want because everything could be free. And and you'd still need the money to, in this lady's head, you'd still need the money to go pay for it. The items couldn't just be free but we could just give everybody more of the money. And if it wasn't for government causing the inflation or preventing it, and and in her mind, I guess we can prevent the inflation because I guess it's price controls. We can step in and make sure that everything doesn't cost anymore, but that wouldn't lead to rationing because if the rationing were to happen, once again, that wouldn't be an unintended consequence. It would just be the government. Why would the government let the unintended consequences of, of rationing happen? So this is what we're up against, everybody. And uh, sadly, you know, they're attractive and they yell very similar in a very similar fashion to what I do. So I don't know how you combat that. I don't think I can yell any more aggressively. Uh, Maybe I can get government to pay for me to be a lady and then I could be a cute lady. And then people will find me as persuasive as this chick. Until then, I'll just keep wearing tight sheath T-shirts that make it look like I've been going to the gym. I'll keep taking my Ocratums. I'll keep plugging uh, um, GapArmory.com, which, you know, maybe it, you just go there now. Just This is probably the last plug we're going to do for them. Uh, you know, so get the stuff while you can still get the stuff. How's that for a uh, coherent ad read? Get the stuff while you can get the stuff. Um, all right. I think that's it for the show. We can take a couple uh, comments, and then we're going to call it a day. Here we go. 
Uh, Anun Amus, cereal marshmallows always seem chalky. Yes, fuck yes. Yeah, even by regular marshmallows because they got that little powder on the outside, which gets a little bit. Um, I gotta say, dude, eating raw marshmallows aren't that good. Like marshmallows are kind of good in other dishes. Like if someone melts marshmallows on top of like a brownie, or when in my ice cream days, fish food. You ever eat like the fish food ice cream from uh, uh, from Ben and Jerry's, and they've got the marshmallow swirls in there? Those are good marshmallows. Um, I gotta say, s'mores are fun. They're very rarely, you know what's great though? You know what? Okay, if we're gonna have a conversation about mar marshmallows, we gotta talk about fluff. I'm gonna hot take here. Marshmallows suck. Fluff is fantastic. I don't know if you've ever done this back in the old days uh, when I was bored on Friday nights. Uh, sometimes I would get, uh, and my mom didn't, you know, have the best desserts. I would start just throwing uh, fluff. I would make fluff and nutters out of graham crackers. So just graham crackers, peanut butter, and fluff, especially on a cinnamon graham cracker. There's a lot of flavors going on there. I don't know if you can handle all these flavors, but I'm going to come out as pro-fluff anti-marshmallow. Fluff is excellent. You know what I've never tried? Maybe just try mixing in some fluff with like a uh, cinnamon toast crunch or something. I mean, that's some serious fat fuckery there. But I'm just saying fluff. I'm long fluff, short marshmallows, and particularly the marshmallows and Lucky Charms. Let's be honest. If you got a box of Lucky Charms and you pulled out all the marshmallows and you probably get one bowl of marshmallows and we compared those marshmallows with other marshmallows, the Lucky Charm marshmallows are probably going to be the worst one. And now you might argue, and I haven't had Lucky Charms in years, that the Lucky Charm marshmallow is almost a firmer marshmallow, and it's not activated until it's uh, until you combine it with milk. I would say the irregular marshmallows, you pour a little milk on there, you pour equivalent amounts of milk, your regular marshmallow is still just going to taste better. And, and, and milk sounds like it would be weird just to be thrown on top of marshmallows. All right, that's enough on marshmallows. Um, print money without inflating. It's so easy. I know. You would think just, just, just print the money. And then just don't have the inflation, just only have the good stuff. Just eat and don't get fat, right? Just you know, like, it, wouldn't it be so nice if just the unintended consequence part just never happened? If you could uh, fall in love and just never, I guess you can. You can get married and maybe not fight with your spouse. Maybe that wasn't the best example. All right, here we go. Just print and don't tell anyone, LOL. Well, there's other things that you can print by going to GapArmory.com. Woo-wee! MPA, mini marshmallows and hot chocolate is annoying, always floating away. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I haven't had like a, a hot chocolate in a long time with the mini marshmallows on the top. But I would say that's kind of a similar thing because and then it gets like they start like going on the top of your lip, which gets all annoying. And then you got to keep like wiping on the top of your lip or someone goes down. You're not really like, what are you going to chew it amidst the hot chocolate? First season adult, why are you drinking hot chocolate? You shouldn't be drinking hot chocolate. All right, we'll close it there. When was the last time you had a good, you know what I've had is sometimes like a hot chocolate mixed with coffee and then you don't feel like you're being a total fat fuck by just having hot chocolate. Um, I don't know why I tired myself out as much as I did today because we only did 46 minutes. I think I got really lost on the transgender thing and uh, because of the confusion that the topic brought me uh, and my yellings on the first topics, um, you know, I, I gave it my all today. That's what I'm trying to say. I gave it my all and everybody come out for the live shows. We've got some good live shows coming together. Uh, like I said, uh, I will be at Childerberg. Uh, I think there's only a couple campsites left for that one. Pick up your campsites. Um, Reno, uh, it will be, uh, we're going to get some chairs. Chairs will happen. I still have to get the chairs. Uh, that's with Dave Smith, Chicago, 
Link's not up yet, but be on the lookout for that. Uh, and then what else do I have going on? I don't know. Just uh, uh, Eventbrite. RobbieTheFire.Eventbrite.com will have the current links for everything uh, that I got available. All right, last one. You ever coming uh, out west, uh, um, out further west than Steamboat Springs? Boise, yes. Yes and yes. So firstly, uh, California get coming. And then the weekend of... I think July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I'm going to be up in um, Oregon and actually, an, I, I think, an area in Idaho. I have to actually confirm those. I'm hoping to fly into, um, I'm hoping to fly into Portland on Thursday or on a Friday. I want to fly into Portland on a Friday, play Portland on Friday. I got this random spot in Idaho by a fan for traditional porch tour on that Saturday. And then I think I want to drive up to Seattle, see if I can do a gig in Seattle on Sunday and fly out. Um, links will be coming for that soon. And I thought I did not like Portland, but I did think that, um, uh, Oregon was particularly beautiful. It was, my experience was somewhat ruined by the fact that my largest purchase of the year was a car door for a individual, uh, who I shouldn't have left a note. You guys can guard on the archive and watch never leave a note. Uh, but I fell, I was tripped by a very aggressive, um, trolley line, went over a bike lucky to be alive. And then it turns out that the dent in this guy's car door cost me $3,500, which I still can't believe. All right. We're, we really got to call it an episode. Dr. Fauci, ouchie, when you're buying some land and a belt fed machine gun, I'm looking for land. Who wants to go in on some land with me? The runner mouth, uh, me cock, uh, the, the, the King's river. We'll call it the King's river. Cause that's really what I'm looking for. I want a nice river that you can just watch it go by and go look at all this water I can have. And then potentially be able to farm. You know, I just saw Thomas Massey. He posted a picture of a river going through his farm. I want some shit like that. Um, here's the last one. Got to get a job just to watch y'all in California. I don't know what that means. Dude, tickets, I think, are 25 bucks. It's going to be at least a three-hour show. Me doing stand-up. Brian, we've got to cover some flights and shit. It's not expensive. Come hang out all day. Plus, uh, it's bring your own beer. The, 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 the porch store shit. You bring your own beer. You bring your own sandwiches. There's no expenses. You get to hang out for hours. Good time. Come in here. Tell me you need jobs just to afford the gigs. That's no way to end this show. Can someone give me one positive comment so that we can close this thing out and I could call it a day? Who wants to set up a phone line so I could start uh, taking calls? But I want it to be an actual phone line with an obnoxious ring that every single time I get into a topic, it goes off because we all know how easily distracted I get or maybe multiple phone lines. So I could like keep like pulling it off, pretending like I'm all impressed, like a, uh, like a president or something. I really have no idea what I'm talking about anymore. Guys, it's been a great broadcast. Uh, we will be back, uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after that, maybe over the weekend. And, uh, we'll continue running our mouths. Have a great day, everybody.